Hello and good afternoon. I'm your host today, Avner Belsky, and we are back with another episode on Avner Sports Throwdown. Today, I have a very special guest with me. Please welcome Ms. Kendall Ellis, who's a sprinter and an accomplished Olympic gold medalist. Thank you so much, Ms. Ellis, for joining me on my podcast today. So let's begin. Let's just jump right into it. So the first question is, competing in the Olympics is every athlete's dream, and you have the skill and talent to make it. You didn't just make it, though. You came home with a gold and bronze medal. Can you tell me what your overall Olympic experience was like? Can you tell me uh, what it's like to be an Olympian, what your medal ceremony was like, and how was it uh, playing without fans? Yeah, um, I think the Olympic and being Olympian as a whole was such a surreal experience because it's something that, you know, you hear about, you see, you think you can accomplish it, but then to actually do it, um, is incredible to like know that I get to call myself an Olympian and have the OLY behind my name. And like you said, not just competing in the Olympics, but getting to come home with actual like tangible proof that I was there. Um, I don't think I really realized the extent of the accomplishment until I came back home to Florida and I was showing people my medals and they were like, oh my goodness. So I think it always reminds me like what an accomplishment it is when you see other people's reaction. And the Olympics, like you said, not having any spectators or fans was so strange. Um, I don't have anything to compare it to because that was my first Olympics, but I, I am excited to experience like the Olympics with a huge crowd and hearing that noise, but it was kind of, it was kind of weird just running with without yeah. much sound <laughs> yeah i bet um now you've obviously competed in uh, a national championship uh for uh your college team and you've been to the olympics now uh not having fans going back to that do you think it was easier to maybe concentrate maybe ease your nerves without having fans or did do uh having fans in your in the arena like help you uh zone in better I know people are going to hate me for this and have such a different opinion, but (laughs) I actually kind of enjoy not having any fans. I get that. (laughs) I think it it calms my nerves. um, Just knowing it's just like me, my coach and like some teammates. So I, I like really like the experience. Of course, I wish like my family and my friends could come see me compete. That's disappointing, but I think it made me a lot less nervous not having like thousands of pairs of eyes looking back at me while I'm on the starting line. Yeah, and I totally get that. And it must have been for you since you said you enjoy it more without fans and it kind of eases your nerves a little more. It must have been a good feeling to have it maybe that way, your first Olympics, so you can, uh, for the next one, you can just kind of get used to it a little more. So, agreed. Yeah, I think so. That's awesome. And can you tell me what your medal ceremony was like? Yeah, um, I got on the podium for the mixed relay. And it was just, I think that was the moment where it all really soaked in, um, getting to be presented the medal, getting to feel how heavy it was also, just kind of be like, wow, like you really did it. Like, <laughs> you're here, you're at the Olympics, you have worked extremely hard for the past 10, 11 years at this point. Um, So that that was the moment that it all kind of hit, just looking up and 
being next to my teammates and getting to wear the podium suit and and it's like all your hard work is finally being recognized and rewarded that's incredible yeah i can't i can't even imagine the feeling that's awesome uh-huh. um so next question is so as an olympian you're obviously expected to perform and represent your con- your entire country um and that bar is extremely high and you know that and every olympic um everyone every olympian knows that um so what do you do to calm your nerves um before a race after a race and even while you're racing mm-hmm. i am a huge huge fan of therapy um i've been seeing a sports psych for since i think like my junior year of high school so working with him throughout the season preps me really, really well for my actual competitions, um, going over different breathing techniques and thought patterns. And I, right before my race, I really like to do like my affirmations, uh, and they change depending on the competition or how I'm feeling, but just kind of reminding myself that I'm capable, I'm ready. This is what I have been training for. Um, that calms me down a lot reflecting on those practices that were super tough and like I made it through and kind of just remembering that like you if you weren't ready for this or you weren't prepared the opportunity wouldn't have presented itself and I've had to kind of reframe it over the years from thinking oh I have to do this and like I'm expected to perform well and this and that and turning it into this is an opportunity that you have been given. This is your chance to showcase everything that you've been doing in practice. So let's go out here and and show how hard you've been working. That's a great mindset. And also, it's great that you see someone to do like therapy, talk about your upcoming races, strategies, stuff like that. And I think that's something that has come into the um, sporting world uh, slowly, but I think it's being more used. And I think it's super useful. Um, as well in just almost every sport. Um, so that's that's really great that you do that. Um, now, how important do you think the uh, mental side is to uh, running as the physical side? Oh, extremely. Um, like you said, I'm so glad that it's starting to get more light shined on it um, because it is extremely important. It doesn't matter you can be the most talented person in the world and you can be killing it and practice. Um, but if you don't show up when it matters because your mind's not in it, then what does all that talent mean? Um, so I think it's, it's equally, if not more important than the physical side of it, especially on this level, because everybody's talented. Everybody is a state champion. Everyone's a national champion. Like everyone has accomplished major things at this level. And it's, the other things like the mental side, your nutrition, your sleep, that makes the difference. So I think those who are investing heavily in making sure their mindset is great and the mental aspect is all set are really making the difference. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, so next question is, so everyone has one of these moments, but I'm pretty interested to see, uh, to hear and see about yours. So do you remember the moment when you realized that you might be an Olympian and possibly could be one of the best uh, in the world at your craft? Yeah, my moment came my junior year of college. And I think that was my kind of breakout year where I really started to stand out, not only collegiately, but just on kind of the world level, uh, because that was the year that I made 
the, what was that, 2017 World Championship team. Um, and I made it in the open individual 400. I placed third at trials. And I remember going into the race, my coach and I were just like, I'm just trying to make the team, like whether that's a relay spot or individual spot, I just want to be there. Um, and then when I actually made the individual spot, I was like, oh, whoa, like I, I, I really did it. Like I'm yeah. going. And I think from that moment then on, I was like, if I'm good enough to make the world team as a junior in college, then I'm good enough to run professional. I'm good enough to go to the Olympics and, and really make a career out of this. So junior year of college is when everything kind of started falling into place. And I, I started to believe that I was one of the best in the world. That's really great. And I mean, most athletes don't have that moment come that early. So for you to have that confidence that you can do almost anything in your sport is just awesome. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's, that's really great. Um, So I want to move in now to uh, some parts of your collegiate career. So one of my favorite stories that I read about you uh, was a race you had in 2018, uh, but wasn't any race. It was for the national title, and you were in, on the last lap trailing a Purdue runner, I believe, and you ended up catching her at the finish line. Can you tell me what you learned about yourself during that last lap? Uh, why is your finishing the best part of your art? And how did you feel when you knew you were a national champion? <laughs> yeah, what a race. Um, I learned in that race that it was it was just focus on yourself like um I know it sounds very cliche especially in track and field to like stay in your own lane and, and control what you can control but in that moment I think kind of like the peace the calmness and the clarity I had while I was running is something that I don't experience very often but just being so focused and tuned in on myself and not what was going on in any other lane or what was going on outside of myself on the track allowed me to really focus and, and execute my race pattern the way that I needed to in order to catch the other runner. Um, I Becoming a national champion, especially in the fashion that it happened, was like incredible because that was my senior year. I've been at SC for four years at that point. We were trying to win a team national title. So it was like, this is my last chance to do it. This is my last time wearing this uniform representing this school. So like having it come together in almost like a fairy tale kind of ending was just icing on the cake. Like finally, like a culmination of all the hard work we've been putting in for four years came down to this in, in, in historic fashion that will like always be remembered. That's, that's really incredible. And I mean, I obviously don't know you on a personal level, but just hearing uh, you talk for 10 minutes so far, you just seem like the kind of person thinking about uh, just focusing on what you can do personally and just try giving it your all and learning from your mistakes is like the best thing that you can do. So yeah. I think that's like the best mindset you can go into anything, whether it's sports, a job, school, just anything. So that's awesome. Thank you. Of course. Um, so the next question is, uh, and I think a lot of people um, want to know this. So sprinting appears to uh, the average fan as an individual sport, but um, I'm aware that there's obviously a team component to it. Uh, is there more to the eye uh, 
than it seems about the team part of it? Yeah, I would say so. Um, you know, like you said, it is at the end of the day, an individual sport and we come together as a team during relays and whatnot. But I think beyond like representing your country, that's your team or even like your shoe company. I think the people that you train with make a huge difference in everything you're able to accomplish. So like, you know, I consider my team, my training partners and my coaches, um, my physio, my nutritionist, just all the people who come together to make sure I'm at my very best and that I'm able to compete. Those are my teammates. Um, coming into practice day in and day out, having super challenging workouts, but knowing that I have somebody right next to me who's doing the same thing uh, makes it that much more bearable, but also just that much more enjoyable. So I think we kind of downplay or, or don't give enough attention to what difference having incredible training partners around you can make. Yeah. And having that, having that team to back you up, even as, as we've both said, it is an individual sport at the end of the day, and it matters what you do in your lane and uh, how you finish and stuff. But having that team to support you, uh, give you love and stuff like that, that's super important. And I totally agree with you there. Yeah. Um. So this is sort of a personal question. And, uh, yeah. and feel free not to answer this if you don't feel comfortable with it. But uh, a family support can be one of the most important parts of uh, of an athlete's mental and physical success. Uh, did you? Uh, what sacrifices did your family um, have to make for you to make uh, your Olympic dreams happen and your collegiate dreams happen? Yeah, I don't even think I realized the extent of my family's sacrifice until fairly recently. Someone else put it in perspective, but they I've been writing since I was seven years old um and from then on my family has made me a priority um I have two older sisters I'm the youngest of three and spending Saturdays all day Saturdays at track meets for me um planning family vacation times around me making sure that I had access to a track um, planning family events around my track season and my track schedule. I think um, having two older sisters, you know, being the baby of the family, which they like remind me that I very much am, but <laughs> I think from an out, outside perspective, my sisters are also incredible women, but the attention kind of goes automatically to me because how many people can say that like their sister's an Olympian? Um, so kind of just, yeah. sacrifices that my sisters have had to deal with um, not I don't want to say me like outshining them or like living in my shadow they're not by any means but I think just you know public perception and then like the social aspect of it all um, my family has definitely definitely made incredible sacrifices along with like not seeing me as often as I'm sure they would like to be me being on the other side of the country and having their like baby daughter so far away. So yeah, they've, they've definitely given up a lot and made a lot of adjustments to, to make sure that I'm able to live out my dream. I totally get that. And I'm sure you would do the same for uh, any one of your family members because family is everything uh, to me personally. And it sounds like it is to you. So um, that's really great. Uh -huh. Um. So 
I typically like ending my interviews off like this. If you had one piece of advice to give to young aspiring athletes, runners, or just my audience in general, what would that be? I say this all the time, and I know it sounds super corny and cliche, but I really wish it was something someone had emphasized to me more when I was younger. Just to have fun. I think we get so caught up in like, trying to go pro like straight out of high school or like trying to do this and that and we like get caught up in all that kind of stuff and forget that we started this sport because it's something we enjoy and something we're having fun with and I want people to focus on that a little more because I personally have robbed myself of so many opportunities and so many memories that I could have had with my high school teammates or even college teammates because I was so stressed and panicked and worried about the outcome of a track meet when it's like you're you're 16 like have fun enjoy the sport for everything it has to offer have make memories with your teammates like don't don't worry too much about everything that's to come and just enjoy it have fun with the sport thank you for that i'm sure my listeners will really um enjoy that so thank you Thank you so much, Miss Ellis, for joining me on my podcast today. It was truly an honor and a pleasure having the opportunity to talk with you and hear about your sprinting career as Abner Belsky interviewing Kendall Ellis, who is an Olympic gold medalist.